Welcome back to Do We Like Movies. I'm your host, Angel. And I'm your stupid fucking host, Javier, who hates everything today. And uh, welcome back to our James Bond uh, review series. You need to stop fucking drinking shit on the podcast. <laughs> you act like I do it all the time. No, but it frustrates me to listen to the sound of you sucking down drink while we're over here trying to talk about this stupid ass movie. You're just mad already, and you're like, you're already like in an eight because we watched this movie, so you don't have anywhere to go from there. That's why you're so frustrated. <laughs> Alright, so this week we're talking about Diamonds Are Forever. Fuck this movie. <laughs> it is the final, well, the final official Sean Connery James Bond movie. If I had it my way, this would be the final James Bond movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay, so this movie is a sharp course correction from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Now, remember how we talked about, when we watched that movie, how much we liked a lot of the stuff that was happening there? Yes, All I right. do vaguely remember feeling some sort of affection towards James Bond. Alright, well they said, fuck all that and fuck all of you guys. And they're like, hey, do you remember when you liked George Lazenby? He's so good. Yep, fuck off. I don't even think he was that great. I just, I would have preferred him over what we're about to get right now. Didn't you say you loved... <laughs> George Lazenby, like, I'm pretty sure I can find... No, I mean, I really liked him in the movie that he was in. I don't think he's, like, the best Bond by far. I don't think anyone's a good Bond. I think (laughs) Bond sucks. Fuck this. (laughs) Um, But I did used to have really great feelings about Sean Connery as James Mm. Bond. And this series is reminding me how much I maybe liked him in From Russia With Love, and that's about it. Shut up stupid <laughs> that's what you get for liking things <laughs> and okay so this movie is okay they get rid of Lazenby because apparently he was kind of a shit dick on his uh version of James Bond where he like I guess he people thought he he was way full of himself and apparently coming off of a commercial he had a lot of ideas of how he thinks the same the James Bond franchise should go and I guess he just rubbed enough people the wrong way that they were really willing to come all the way back and pay Sean Connery a boatload of money to come back. Well, from what I was hearing is that part of it was George Lazenby just... They wanted to lock him in for multiple movies, and he's mm. like, nah, I'm cool off that. Because he would have... It would have... Like, it's the same thing Marvel's doing, right? You lock in actors for like a fucking 10-year movie deal. Or and how they can't like do anything at that time, or how Daniel Craig like absolutely fucking hates being James Bond now, and, no, just, no. and like he really can't be wait, he can't wait to be done with No Time to Die. I really hope he Harrison Ford's it and just looks for ways for them to kill him. Like, <laughs> and then, um, well, this is it, right? This is going to be his final one. Well, um, it, they bounced around a couple people. They're, like there was a while where Burt Reynolds was supposed to be signed on for Diamonds Are Forever. There was supposed to be a couple like. I forgot what else. There a very a young, actors. a very young Timothy Dalton was originally going to be brought on for uh, for Honor Majesty's Secret Service, but apparently he was considered he considered himself too young for the role at that time. Yeah, there was like Burt Reynolds, John Gavin was was tied to it for a bit. Michael Gambon, who said he had bitch tits, so he couldn't be James Bond. Nice. These are this is like an actual quote. Like he said, he's got the tits of a woman, and he's out of shape. Nice. And then finally they were like, hey. Well, you know what? So is Sean Connery. They're like, hey, Sean Connery, do you want to come back? And he's like, give me $125,000. And then the Broccoli family just pretty much grabbed two bags 
with the dollar sign on it and gave it to him. Yeah, they brought him sacks of money and what I'm sure has to be a toupee to put on his head. <laughs> and he didn't really look like he even worked out like for this much. He fucking phoned this in. This movie feels absolutely phoned in and it is the death of the Sean Connery James Bond franchise where instead of going out triumphantly, it's going to go out with a... Awful whimper fart. I don't think I saw him <laughs> fight anybody once. <laughs> At least in fucking Goldfinger, he was fighting dudes. This one just looked like it would cut away, or they did. They went out of their way not to show him hit anybody. It reminded me of uh, it reminded me of Marlon like the, hearing those stories of Marlon Brando showing up to the set of Apocalypse Now, just fat as shit. Yeah, <laughs> and refusing to read the source material or the <laughs> script. Or like when Marlon Brando was in Superman two and said he or Superman one, and he said he would only be Jor El if Jor El could be a talking green donut. Give me a moo moo, <laughs> and then I'll play your Jor El. <laughs> Um, okay, so, <laughs> this movie, uh, I guess, tries to pick up exactly where the last one left off. <laughs> oh, that, don't get me started how stupid it starts off. Alright, remember how dramatic and sad and somber the ending to On Her Majesty's Secret Service was? Where Tracy is murdered, and uh, Bond is there essentially crying, and then... It plays a set, it, like a funeral song, essentially, is All the Time in the World by Louis Armstrong in the end credits. It was really a unique way to end it, and I can imagine everyone wanted to see what was going to happen next. Oh, you dumb bitches. <laughs> Did you want to see Resolution? Fuck you. Alright, so the first thing is... They do that stupid ass thing again where James, like, it literally starts with some faux Japanese music and some guy, like, flying through a paper wall, getting his <laughs> ass beat by James Bond, whose face is obscured again. So he goes around the world kicking the shit out of people of color pretty much. <laughs> Alright, so, yeah, we, we're not seeing his face. They obviously want to play that stupid ass trick again where we have to. We think know it's Sean Connor, you dumb dildos! <laughs> Um, but I guess people in 71 didn't know that. Fucking people in the 70s are <laughs> stupid. Okay? Alright, so James Bond in the 70s, it's different now, right? Like, this is a very different decade from the one where we were watching Goldfinger, which you were not that crazy about anyway. Yeah, well... And, <laughs> it's the yeah, fucking here. godfather compared to this. <laughs> Okay, so James Bond randomly shows up to where some nude woman is, like, laying, like... Or a woman in a bikini is, like, laying, looking for Blofeld, right? He's essentially found Blofeld out, uh, his hideout. Um, I guess at the, from... The mud factory? Yeah, picking up where the other one left off. Not only is it a new actor for Bond, we have a new actor for Blofeld, who is the worst Blofeld that I've seen so far. Who's the guy that plays him in this one, do you know? I don't know, but he looks like a younger version of Grandpa Munster. I honestly will not be surprised <laughs> if it's Grandpa <laughs> it actually sir. isn't, but I mean, the actor made no impression on me. Fucking bet. <laughs> no, it's Charles Gray. Yeah, Charles Gray is the name of the actor. 
Um, but before he runs into Charles Gray Blofeld, he he goes up to this bikini-clad woman, smacks her ass. No, I'm just playing. And immediately she starts to get aroused, looking at him. Same bitch. Same. He un he undoes her bra. Oh, that's right! Exposes her titties. I saw some nipple here. <laughs> and then strangles her with her own bra. Yeah, that's what the lady's like. <laughs> Until she, like, reveals where Blofeld is. He's just going around beating the shit out of people, being like, where's Blofeld? It's like, it reminds me It's of- literally shocking. Like, you know, no, know we, te- we teased, we teased Lazenby about being a bit of a simp when we watched the last one. But I'll tell you this, Lazenby's uh, relationship that not only he had with Tracy, but the one he, like, picked up from Connery uh, with Lois Maxwell, with Moneypenny, like, it was sweet. Moneypenny cried at his wedding because the relationship between her and Bond was over. Moneypenny's gonna show up in here played by the same actress again, and they have zero chemistry now. Like, it is literally everything... It's literally the antithesis of all the fun everyone was having in Gold in Goldfinger. Yeah, no one's having fun <laughs> here. Which you think makes sense, right? Because you think it's gonna be fucking James Bond, angry, he wants revenge because Tracy's dead. Yes, this should be the revenge movie. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. So he finally finds out where Blofeld is, and he finds out Blofeld has a stupidly overcomplicated plot... Where he essentially kidnaps dudes and then fucking surgically removes their faces and replaces them with, like, his face. Yes, that is the point of the mud factory, is he's essentially, like, taking globs of mud because I guess he wants to change how he looks, too? Yeah, because he's tired of people finding him even though he looks nothing like Telly Savalas. Yeah. So finally, he not can, only that, but he's not bald. He's the first not bald. Oh yeah, bald. it's not even that you don't. He doesn't like not look like him. They're not even. He has hair. Trying. They are not fucking goddamn trying. There's no scar on his face. You could use the excuse that he's already had facial reconstructive surgery, but if that's the case, why is every other Blofeld using the Charles Gray face? It's. It's really stupid. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay, so the plot is going to be he wants to get revenge on Blofeld. So then, in the first, like, ten minutes of the movie... He fucking, kills Blofeld. He fucking throws Blofeld in the mud and, like, kills him. And I was like, oh, cool, movie's over, I guess. Yeah. And then, from there, we get this, like, ridiculous close-up to a cat. With a diamond collar, and that's where we get... Okay, despite the fact that this is the worst one we've seen so far, and maybe one of the worst we'll watch in this series, I don't know. Die Another Day is coming up. <laughs> oh, <fucking laughs> so, <laughs> so, I don't know if this is going to be the worst, worst one, but, you know, I'll say this. For as bad as this movie is, the theme for Diamonds Are Forever is, hands down, my favorite James Bond theme ever. Mm. It is the best one. Shirley Bassey is back. She does, and obviously, Millennials, we will all remember it because Kanye West sampled it in his second album. And I think the thing is. Diamonds of Sierra Leone, remember that one. And I think what's depressing about it, too, is when you go back to listen to that Kanye West song and then you listen to how amazing Kanye West's first three albums were. And then to see the drop off. Kanye West is essentially Sean Connery, where like I guess he will widely be considered one of the greatest in his early career, and then 
became complete awful garbo. 808 and heartbreaks had to change everything, man. <laughs> Fucking A. And so, you, you know, I'm like, okay, so where can they possibly go with this, you know, from here on out? I'm like, you, you already got revenge on the bad guy. Yes. So it's like... Is he going? Is there going to be any ramifications? Like, no, they just throw him back in. They throw him into this adventure. I don't this- know what the writers' room for this was like because literally, this movie writes itself. This movie absolutely writes itself. You should have stayed with a younger Bond. You should have recasted him again. Bring fucking Timothy Dalton into this because you needed a younger guy to play this. Like, you had to bring it back to something, because it just doesn't, it feels so disconnected from all the stuff I liked about the last film, that it's just, it's frustrating to watch. Like, it looks like the biggest disaster that you could possibly watch. Like, it just, they they had to throw away the Blofeld murder in the beginning, just so they can create this ridiculously complicated plot with, like, diamonds... I don't even know what the fuck's going on with the goddamn diamonds. Yeah, I honestly don't even know why this is called Diamonds Are Forever. Because diamonds don't even feel that important. It literally just feels like a symphony of madness. So my understanding is that there's diamonds being fucking sold from like Africa to Amsterdam, right? And for some fucking reason, they have... These two fucking hitmen that are maybe gay for each other, Wint and Kid, or Mr. Wint and Mr. Kid, who just go around the world killing anybody that has anything to do with this diamond trade. Well, keep in mind that this is, you know, conflict diamonds are an actual thing that exists in the real world that we think about a lot, that have a lot of... Religious if I want to watch anything, if I want to watch anything that tells me anything about fucking conflict diamonds, I'm watching Blood Diamond. I'm not fucking watching Diamonds well, Are no, Forever. No, that's what I'm okay. saying is a gigantic missed opportunity. Is yes, if you are gonna go with Diamonds Are Forever and you're gonna use the title, you should probably try to feature something that actually fucking matters, where nothing in this seems to have consequence at all. We are back in. It turns it up even more from Goldfinger. Like, we are at a 12-level cartoon at this point. Oh, my God. Okay, so Wint and Kid are comically cartoonish henchmen. Who I think they look like... They, they If I'm guessing correctly, they actually inspired a couple characters from Kids Next Door. I gotcha. Okay. That, <laughs> like, it's like Mr. Walrus and Mr. Ox or something. <laughs> I don't know. Point is, there are these weird cartoon characters that go around killing people all over the world. And I guess this is supposed to be a plot to, like, change the prices in diamonds? Yes. The same. It feels similar to what the Goldfinger plot was, but more convoluted and worse. Right, like it just it the the characters don't feel as imp- don't feel as like memorable, and then the plot just doesn't feel. It feels tired. It feels as tired as Sean Connery looks, oh my and God. as tired as we both are talking about this movie right now. Yeah. Um. There's another. I guess it. This transitions into what's it called? Bond having to go undercover again. As a like smuggler <laughs> who tried to kill him, yeah. he pretends so he yes. murders Peter Franks, <laughs> pretends to be this guy named Peter Frank, 
who then seduces Tiffany Case. They should have just made him a sociopath, like where he literally cuts this guy's face off and wears it like a mask. It would have made this movie much more... And then, <laughs> it would have made it much more interesting. And then he just spends the next like hour trying to convince people that he's not a maniac with someone else's face on his head. Yeah, he... Uh, God damn it. Uh, yeah, he's a fucking murderer, and, and like, yes, I can deal with the license to kill, like, obviously, license to kill, James Bond has that. James Bond kills people. He is not, like, there's no morality to it, like, you know, comic book characters. Like, he kills bad guys, but it's just, I think it's because you're just not, he's so one note in this, that you just kind of don't care, and it makes you less interested in him, period. And you're not even 100% sure what exactly the end game is around the diamonds. Yeah. It's like you're... He, 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 there's a lot of globetrotting in this movie, right? Because at one point they're in Africa, another point they're in Amsterdam, at one point they go to L.A., and then like the rest of the movie... Then there's like a good, I want to say third of the movie at least that takes place in vegas and pretty much vegas becomes a central location in this movie yeah but it's like it's it's trying to decide it's trying to figure out what he wants to be whether it wants to be a crime thriller or a spy movie and it right. does and it does it all poorly right well, right well in amsterdam he meets the first bond girl in this which is tiffany case and i <laughs> I think she's the only Bond girl. No, there's two of them. Who else? Well, we have Plenty O'Toole, who is the who is the second. There's, yeah, there's, there's Tiffany Case is she is kind of the main Bond girl in this because she's the villainess, obviously, or kind of like the anti-hero, kind of like Pussy Galore was. But they do also spend a good chunk of time with Plenty O'Toole, who is the girl that he like takes to his room after he's been hitting the tables, and he like slips her dress off and then she gets thrown out the window by the henchman. Oh my god, I forgot. The one that gets thrown into the pool? Yeah. And then the henchman's like, I didn't know there was a pool there. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck this movie, dude. The plot in this is essentially, the diamond smuggling is supposed to be funding a massive laser by Blofeld that has the capacity to destroy things on land, sea, and air. It's essentially a Dr. Evil plot, right? So stupid. This is it. This is megalomaniac Blofeld now, like, using these overly complicated machinations in order to fund his devastatingly evil project, which is... Could destroy the entire world. Like, what's the end game here exactly? <laughs> what was the end game last time? I feel like the Blofeld plots are always a tad ridiculous. The end game last time was to send a bunch of super fit girls <laughs> to kill people? I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, like, the Blofeld plots are never really the strong suit of this series. But what the f- fuck is the strong <laughs> but regardless that is the point of the diamonds right which is what we were questioning more than anything it's a stupid reason but it's a reason nonetheless okay so bringing it back before we figure this all out pretty much what's going on is that to impact the diamond smuggling black market went and whatever his name is kid kid Going around the world killing these smugglers so that they can stockpile all the diamonds in the world. Yeah, these guys are... 
So Mr. Kid and Wint are essentially, like, I guess the best assassins that Blofeld has. They are his number 2 and 2A henchmen. And Better than the fucking chick that helped him on the drive-by. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck happened to her? We haven't even seen fuck her. Fuck you, don't ask questions. <laughs> and I haven't seen Oddjob since... Oh, Oddjob well, got that, killed. super dead. <laughs> Oddjob is mega dead. What am I talking that about? That was Goldfinger. That was yeah. even... <laughs> That's so, true. <laughs> at this time, Wint and Kid work for a guy by the name of Willard White. Like, he's a billionaire that I guess is kind of like the... He's a legitimate, quote-unquote, businessman. Who we don't see throughout the movie. No, So you no. kind of assume that there's a strong possibility that he... Okay, so this movie tries to surprise you by bringing Blofeld back in the second act. But oh I, my god, I was so surprised. I think we all knew he was coming back, and I actually had a suspicion that Willard White was Blofeld. Oh my god, who could have seen this coming? <laughs> Even though that's not totally true, it's just what it looked like, So right? pretty much, Bond's job is to find the strand that would connect Willard White to the diamond heists and murders going on around yes. the world. So, he goes undercover as... A smuggler. Peter Franks. Yeah, by the name of Peter Franks. Who is an actual guy who James Bond murders. Yeah. He kills him, and then he poses as him. That uh, the, 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 and the fight is just not good. No, you do a the, lot of quick cuts. Yeah, all the fights in this are bad. Like, I yeah, I thought the action scenes were jerky in the last movie, but these were bad. Like, they, it's just... They I were trying really hard to cover up how bad fucking Sean Connery, Sean Connery didn't want to be there. Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty awful. But after he kills him, uh, he and Tiffany Case, who is the kind of evil-ish woman that he meets, right? Like, that, they, they end up working together to an extent. Uh, she's, I don't know if she's supposed to be a diamond contact. Is that what she is? Like, she kind of like, she's kind of like a, the, the, the connecting thread for that, I think. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, I guess, it, my understanding is that she's a bit, she's kind of a smuggler herself as well. Okay. Like, this is, these are, these are all filled with smugglers. Everyone is fucking trash. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, she's a small-time smuggler. Yeah. What makes me kind of laugh about this is I almost wish that instead of just killing this guy and posing at him, as him, if they just would have done like a Weekend at Bernie's thing <laughs> where they have this guy's dead body like in their car and on their airplane and they're just put sunglasses on him. Yeah, just carrying him like by strings like a marionette. <laughs> But, that would have made this movie more interesting. That's but the confusing trying. traveling takes us from Amsterdam to Los Angeles. Don't, had no fucking idea they were in L.A. Yeah. This no is, fucking idea. I knew they were in L.A. because Wikipedia told me. That is the only way I know. <laughs> and I guess he was just... So he, by he, I mean James, stores a bunch of diamonds that Peter Franks had in his body. Yeah. To send them to the CIA who he's working with. That's the other thing. Why the fuck does MI6 work anywhere but Britain? <laughs> yeah, none of this makes it... It really feels... It almost feels like a sitcom vacation episode. <laughs> where it's like all of a sudden you see Q, M, and like Money Penny all like in places that are not their office. And they're all wearing like progressively inappropriate like... <laughs> attire like fucking Q is wearing a bikini and <laughs> and then Money Penny's wearing like a muumuu and... well I, I 
I don't blame you for not really paying attention to the fact that it was in L.A. They barely spent any time in there because they, they almost immediately, he just goes to L.A. to meet up with Felix Leiter again. Yeah, just so they can find the corpse so <laughs> to prove the diamonds are in his gut. Yes, but then where they really want to go from here is Vegas. Viva Las Vegas! <laughs> with 100% less fucking Elvis impersonators than I expected. Yes. I guess because Elvis was still alive during this time. <laughs> um, Alright, so they, uh, I guess apparently what happens is Frank's body is cremated. And the diamonds that were in his body are given to another smuggler by the name of Shady Tree. It's <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah, no, some of these Bond names are always silly. But I'm just oh, it's going to get stupider. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah. So Bond is then... Uh... He's attacked by Winton Kid, who try to kill him again. And... <laughs> <laughs> they put him into a casket so that he can get so that he can get cremated alive. So I guess he gets found. <laughs> it's, it's so convoluted. Yeah. Oh my god. So pretty much what ends up happening is that um, Bond ends up getting to what's his name Felix Leiter 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 however you pronounce Leiter. That. He ends up getting him the real diamonds and. Bond ends up staying at the White House. Yes. W-H-Y-T-E. Ooh. <laughs> Product placement. <laughs> yeah, because Willard White owns it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's only, it only makes sense that they create it. And I'll say this. Look, to me, I really do like Bond in casinos. Bond in casinos just makes sense to me. It's one of those kind of like classic deals. And then, you know, you have him at the table. Unfortunately, you know, when you're watching him in Dr. No, you know, where you're introduced to him there for the very first time and he's sitting there with the cigarette in his mouth. Like, like in that, and obviously we didn't watch that movie as part of our series, but it is a famous GIF. It is posted everywhere anytime you mm -hmm. see pictures of, uh, of Sean Connery's Bond. It's like that is the quintessential bond. It is smooth bond with the cigarette at the casino table. He he. This is hangover bond. This is yeah. This is like literally an old. This is an old band getting back together, trying to relive their glory days. This is Bond fucking on a three day bender, <laughs> just scotch coming out of his pores. My best like. My best comparison for this would be like, you know, we both watch wrestling and it was like in the mid 2000s when Hulk Hogan kept coming back way past his prime and he really shouldn't have with his fucking hair curtain and and and, and ridiculous, uh, you know, theme music. Which is awesome. Which is funny because as kids we love that shit. Like we ate that shit up. Well, no, I don't like. I'm not talking about the real American theme. I'm talking about that period of time where he had the. Uh, God damn it! The NWO theme? No, past <laughs> NWO. <laughs> no, Voodoo Child. Voodoo Child. Yeah, that was like For fake Voodoo Child. Yeah, WWE <laughs> production Voodoo Child. Legally distinct Voodoo Child. Yeah, no, it's it's that was like. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he was way too old by that point. He had no hair left. He had ridiculously ugly old man hot dog skin. Mm. And like that is why Sean Connery or <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Is like Connery really does feel like he's coming back to something when he's way too late. Already. He is very noticeably balding and he is very obviously wearing a toupee. Like and you see, likely wearing a girdle when he's wearing his bonds, and that girdle's holding on to, for dear life. <laughs> and every but, time he shoots, the toupee flaps up. But uh, you know, in the casino at the craps table, that's where he meets our bond. Our first, I guess. Well, technically, she's the second one that we meet, but she is the doomed Bond girl in this, and that's Plenty O'Toole. Fuck writes these names. <laughs> I want to shoot them into the sun so hard. Yeah, but they they kind of get a rapport going, and after they are leave the tables, uh, she brings her to his room, and in the room, you know, he slips her dress off, and I saw her butt in that. Uh, un- yeah, we did in that underwears, and I was just like, <gasps> I decided to like kind of gasp because it was a lot of. Almost naked women in this. I mean, I saw nipple. I saw booty. <laughs> Thirteen-year-old Holly would be very happy with this movie. <laughs> but uh, so she goes to, I guess, change or freshen up, like while she's topless. I'm gonna go powder myself. <laughs> and while she's gone, the light goes on, and there's assassins everywhere, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And then you know, fucking. There's Sean Connery standing full chub, <laughs> not knowing what to do. Well, he even makes like a what? You know, he even makes a quip about the fact that how he's been caught like with. You all, caught me with my pants down. No, where he's like, where he goes, well, my hands up and other things too, or something like that, right? <laughs> Essentially making a joke about his erection. Look at my penis <laughs> and um, chug scotch. <laughs> So when Plenty comes back out, they grab her and literally throw her out the window. They got scared. They like didn't know what to do, so they like just chuck her out. Yeah, thankfully she doesn't actually die because there's a swimming pool there. Oh no, so, she totally died. So even though she flew like thirty stories, I guess like she just lands in a pool and is okay. No, they killed her thinking that she was uh, Tiffany Case. She totally died. No, I saw her come out of the pool. No, according to Wikipedia. Oh, alright. Wikipedia says she dies. Oh, well, there you go. Unless they kill her later in the movie. Yeah, yeah, because she goes into the pool and she does get out. But Bond ends up going to meet up with Tiffany again. And then, then, uh, I guess, like, he tells her to retrieve the diamonds at the Circus Circus Casino. I've been there. <laughs> I recognize these places. We've been to the one in Vegas, right? For my bachelor party for at I, least like five minutes. We were all pretty I, drunk. I don't we fucking... I, you were asking me... <laughs> I had a drink in my hand at all times that weekend. Oh. I do not remember shit. Yes, we were not anywhere near as suave as... We were probably closer to Diamonds Are Forever Bond. <laughs> On a scale of, like, fucking George Lazenby to, like, over the hill fucking Sean Connery. Connery. I was Sean Connery the entire weekend. (laughs) When I bought a Jack and Coke on the plane ride to Las Vegas, I I fully committed to being Sean Connery. (laughs) Alright, so, I guess Tiffany, like... 
she instead of meeting back with Bond, she ends up running away, and then she like passes the diamonds off to another smuggler. Uh, but <laughs> when I guess when she finds out that Plenty O'Toole was killed after being mistaken for her, that's when she like realizes that she needs Bond. And they kind of end up getting back together. But I do like the scene where, like, there is a scene where Bond kind of gets mad at her. Like, you know, like, they, they sneak away together and then he just goes, bitch. <laughs> he does, he has, like, a lot of contempt towards Tiffany Case. He has a lot movie. of contempt towards women. Like, I think that's I'm... more of a him problem, like. <laughs> and for some reason... He's not killed. <laughs> no. They had. They had so many times. They could have just shot him. They could have just shot him at least 40 times from the beginning of the movie to now. And they still haven't. Even though Blofeld is the master fucking mind of everything. Yeah. But we haven't, we haven't discovered that he's the guy yet. Because before that, before all of that, Tiffany takes Bond to <laughs> takes she takes Bond to the airport where the diamonds are where they give the diamonds to Professor Metz who is a laser refraction specialist he according to, to Wiki he knows how to shoot lasers at people <laughs> it's fucking rad <laughs> yeah um and i guess like the best part of this and literally you had to post it on your IG but <laughs> there's a scene where Bond ends up in this like in in Willard White's like research laboratory, he <laughs> follows them because they end up giving the they give up the diamonds to Mets. Yes. Then he ends up follow they follow them because they follow him around in the Mustang, right? Mm-hmm. So they follow him to the desert where they go to this research facility where they see the satellite, which I guess is going to be what kind of guides the laser. Uh, it's the thing that shoots the laser. It's more stupid than that. Yeah, <laughs> it's more stupid than that. <laughs> no, but even better. And then when they get there, they find out it's this research facility for space shit. <laughs> As he sneaks around, James Bond finds the set for the fake moon landing. Oh, it was so awesome because he like runs past this set, and, <laughs> and one of the one of the bad guys audibly yells, "Get him!" And the stupid ass astronaut pretends he's still on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> takes a sweat James Bond <laughs> ducks and runs around him with zero problems he's literally running in slow motion to the point where you could just if you could want to you could just hear no <laughs> I was really hoping he would push him and then you just see him fall in slow motion <laughs> but it's the most fucking idiotic thing and as James Bond gets chased by the bad guys he jumps into this stupid rover. Oh yeah, it's like a moon buggy. Is it's, what like it's, a, it's filled with like cardboard to make it look space agey. <laughs> it literally looks like okay. When I was in preschool, oh my god! When I was in preschool, they would make us like put. They would give us a box and like have us put like tin foil over it, so mm. it would look like a robot suit. <laughs> that is, he literally looks like he's in a robot suit with a fish bowl over his oh. head. And this thing, <laughs> it plows through walls, and he literally drives it into the desert. The face he makes when he, like, pushes on the control <laughs> stick, you can tell that he is rethinking career decisions. <laughs> He's 
like, what the fuck did I do to get me to this point? Oh, Jesus. He punches through the wall, manages to escape back with, uh, with, with Tiffany Case. And I think he recovers the diamonds? I don't, I, I don't know. Well, he ends up back at, at the White House. <laughs> Aha! In, oh, what? <laughs> in the penthouse, top floor, whatever. Uh, and the fuck room, if and, you will. And that's where he, like, goes to confront, uh, where he goes Mr. to confront White. What? But that is the moment where he runs into two Blofelds. <laughs> Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> Oh my goodness! And like, I guess Bond is trying to figure out which one is the actual Blofeld, so he does like a trick where like whoever the cat goes to is the person he shoots. He like kicks the cat at him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> so he fucks up his own plan by kicking the cat and ends up killing the wrong Blofeld. Yes, real Blofeld's like, oh, what a clever trick! And I was like, really though? Because. <laughs> It's not that clever. Honest, and what? Is he too slow to shoot both of you? <laughs> and also, why didn't you shoot him? <laughs> I was At this point, I was audibly pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so, he ends up kicking the cat, right? Um, blah, blah, blah. Is this where he kidnaps Bond? No, he lets Bond go, right? <laughs> he lets Bond go into the stupid Yes, because Blofeld can never just have a gun and shoot him. No, because that makes way too much sense, you fucking idiot. <laughs> so he's stupid. That's why you and I are taking over the world. <laughs> so he lets James Bond leave because he he um he and he reveals he's Mr. White. That's the worst part. Yes. Is that he takes a phone call as Mr. White and uses a machine to cover up his voice and give him a southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> so then he forces uh, he forces James to leave by elevator and tells him, "Oh, press the L button. That'll take you down to the lobby." And as he go, as the lobby or his elevator starts going down, he gets gassed, gets picked up by uh, by Kid and Wint, and for some fucking reason, and I'm fucking uh, I'm screaming at my television at this point, about to throw shit at walls. Instead of just shooting him... Yeah, they take him out in the desert. They put him in a fucking pipe. They put him in a giant fucking construction pipe. And then take him to the desert where they bury him under like six feet of dirt in this pipe. Which then... And then just leave! (laughs) And it's like, why didn't you just shoot him? (laughs) Why? Well, it's like, okay, that's the thing. All the gags from Austin Powers are all these, like, spy, like, parody movies where they make the joke that the villain never just kills him. Like, comes from this. They never fucking kill him. And and they pick the most stupid ways for him to get out. So he ends up walking down the stupid pipeline, finds finds a hatch and gets out. After these two dudes come to check up on him because he destroys a robot? Nailed it. That's the end of that. I hate this movie so fucking much. <laughs> oh my fucking god. I am I am mailing dog turds to everyone involved. <laughs> well, most of them are probably dead by oh. now. <laughs> I'm going to mail dog turds to graves. <laughs> okay, so. Blofeld. <laughs> He's fucking moron. <laughs> oh, oh, tangent, just because this happens. Did you know that... The exorbitant asking price that um, 
that Sean Connery had severely hurt the the special effects budget on this movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> so that's why all the explosions look super stupid. Oh shit. I cannot wait until they actually shoot the laser because the explosions look absolutely awful. So they fire the the satellite into space, right? We're going to fire this movie off into space. And at that point, I'm like, why? <laughs> so they fire this satellite into space, and then they charge it up, and it starts firing at the Soviet Union <laughs> and at China, <laughs> destroying all their nuclear weapons. Take that, commies. <laughs> Score one for capitalism. <laughs> and the best part is that they just superimpose mushroom clouds onto the screen and it looks god awful. But when they explode the goddamn nuclear warheads in China, one of the soldiers catches fire. <laughs> So it's like he stood too close to the laser and he got fired and then runs around as the fucking explosion you assume kills everyone. (laughs) Oh my god. So at this point, they're trying to find out where uh, Blofeld's base of operations are. So uh, James is actually able to save uh, the real, uh, I was about to say Walter White. <laughs> they saved the real uh fuck what was his name? Uh, Berg is in a Jim Bond movie. <laughs> Why the fuck right. not, dude? You're goddamn right. <laughs> so they end up saving the real Willard White, and they go over all his properties, and the and he tells and they do that old movie like that one kind of one of those gags where like they remind each other of something. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, it could be anywhere from Maine to Oregon, from Texas to Baja California, and then Willard White is like, "Wait, a, wait a minute! I don't know nothing, no goddamn Mexico." No, it's not I'm, quite. I'm, par- I'm paraphrasing. Shut up. <laughs> I also like to think of him as the Texan from The Simpsons. <laughs> so they find out that he doesn't own any oil platforms in Baja California, which is obviously because Blofeld bought it after he took over Willard White's identity. And that's where he's basing his operations, and that's where his evil crew is shooting lasers all over the world. So he... So uh, pretty much the good guys mount this strike to attack um, Blofeld, and I guess the way you can control the laser is with the cassette tape? I guess so, yeah. This cassette, this cassette tape slaps so hard that it'll save the world. Look at my mixtape. <laughs> now, the best part about this is where Bond, like, takes the cassette tape and, like, shoves it down. <laughs> so they get to the, they, he gets to the oil platform, and, of course, he gets captured, because why not? And, of course, they don't shoot him, because also, why not? So, he goes in with a fake cassette tape that he's going to use to disarm the, the, uh, what's it called? Um, the laser. The laser. But he switches cassette tapes, like, seven times. Yes. One of those times, shoving it in fucking 
Tiffany Case's bikini bottoms. Yeah, so like, like literally stubs it in her ass, and I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> and then she like hides it and tries to put it in his butt at one point because she was trying to get his attention. So she like smacks his ass with the cassette tape. Yeah, and I'm just like, what is with all the butt stuff? In this There's movie? lots of butt stuff in this scene because when she gets discovered by Blofeld, <laughs> Blofeld looks at her and goes, and he like makes a joke about her showing extra cheek. He's like, you looking dummy thick bitch and he, she's like oh blowfield oh why how could you i don't know fuck i don't even i can't what even make accent a, is this i can't even make a fucking shitty joke i hate this goddamn movie no english accents no any kind of accent this movie doesn't deserve anything my accent this movie deserves no gags this, this movie can gag on me okay <laughs> Oh shit! Fucking a. So, <laughs> oh yeah. All right. So Wikipedia, Wikipedia has described Blofeld's escape ship because once he once Bond is starting to foil his plan. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. He so the way to escape, <laughs> but the way Wikipedia describes it is in a midget submarine. <laughs> oh my god. Shit. Oh, yeah. I, and I just remember you watching the last bit of this with me and showing this and saying, Oh my god, are they about to do what I think they're about to do when the crane lifts up the midget sub? I really thought that I'm like, is he really gonna get away? Are they really gonna let him get away on a mini sub? Turns out that's where they were going. Oh, and do you wanna know why the plan was failing? Because a bunch of helicopters started shooting bottle rockets. <laughs> like, the special effects are so fucking bad. They are so bad. They just start shooting bottle rockets at each other. It feels like a TV movie that you're I, watching. I was like, like, this can't be fucking real, No, dude. like, it, it's like the joke I was making. I swear to God, this feels like an episode of a sitcom where everybody goes on vacation. They literally just wanted the tax write-off to take a Vegas weekend. It was so fucking bizarre. So they, you know, they're attacking the, the base. The mini sub is about to get shot into the water. And then, sorry, that was me. But yeah, so then James Bond ends up killing the guy that's controlling the crane that's dropping the sub into the water. And proceeds to lift up the mini sub and start smashing it against every building. And I don't mean quote unquote smashing because it's more like he's gently maneuvering it into the side of the building until it causes an explosion and then the laser shoots the laser at the oil platform. <laughs> This oh my god fucking it's into such a awesome animated explosion that looked awful. It was uh, the whole thing was awful. Like for some fucking reason, Tiffany Case grabs a gun and starts shooting, but the recoil of the gun makes her fall backwards off of the platform, which she survives. By the way, yes, which you know for for all you Gen Zers out there, a cassette tape. Is what we used to listen to before CD discs. I have a feeling. And even before digital streaming music, which was essentially like you would put this cartridge inside of a tape player and it would play music. But I guess this one, what made it different is that it just had like launch codes or whatever. Yes, that's that's how that works. <laughs> just a heads up, Gen Zers. 
Chin's ears aren't fucking watching that movie. They are not watching Diamonds Are Forever, okay? Well, just in case. I don't know. If they're it, anything like me who want to discover what the world was like before them. This filthy, disgusting world. <laughs> with fucking gross, greasy fucking Sean Connery just shooting his hair grease all over the place. Yikes. So, of course, we get a lovely celebration... Yes. Where James, you find out James and Tiffany survived, and they're actually going to take, uh, uh, they're going to take a holiday, as the British say. Take an holiday. <laughs> See, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. Stop. Off on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so they go on this cruise ship where apparently Willard White and James become such bros that he's like, oh. Yes, because the real Willard White is significantly less of an asshole than Blofeld was. <laughs> really? That's how you're choosing to describe <laughs> Blofeld? <laughs> what do you call Hitler exactly? Just a bad guy? An evil asshole? <laughs> so all major villains are just assholes? <laughs> You know what? I'm not the one who's supposed to be here, like, rating their assholery, okay? Yeah, we have the UN for that. Because I'm not 100% sure what they do outside of that. <laughs> so anyway, fucking... They're about to have their fancy dinner, which gets interrupted by Kid and Win. Surprise, the two fucking The two fucking shit sack assassins that you basically forgot about for, like, hella long. So their stupid plan is they shove a bomb inside of a cake. (laughs) They shove a fucking bomb inside of this cake. This this scene is literally the icing on the shit cake that was this movie. (laughs) So then, as they're, like, trying to serve, um... They're trying to serve, uh, James and... James and Tiffany... These, like, fiery skewers. Yeah, fiery skewers full of food. I think one of them starts choking... Starts <laughs> choking James. The other one starts running at him with these fiery skewers. James throws, like, alcohol at the dude, which then catches him on fire. <laughs> no, the best part is that when he's coming at James Bond with these fucking flaming skewers, Tiffany just goes... Uh. <laughs> it was the most stupid surprise like alright last week we reviewed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and they had a really good job of handling a very like intense action scene where a lot of things happen at once this one technically a lot of things are happening at once but it looks so stupid yeah again the editing is awful and just the the ridiculousness of the moment kind of blows it so this guy's on fire. He, he falls over and dies when he falls into the ocean. James fights off the other guy who knocks over the cake and we see the bomb. Literally gets shoved up his ass. Literally shoves it up his ass. Gives him a bomb, a bomb wedgie and throws him off the boat as he explodes on the side of it. To which, what was the stupid joke he said? Do you remember? Oh, talk about... Leaving with your tail tucked in between your legs. <laughs> Referring to the bomb that has not just exploded his genitals, but his entire body. And that's the end. Yeah, and then that is actually how this fucking movie ends. 
<laughs> and then we get the diamonds are forever music again. <laughs> this movie. All right, let's do this. Do we like diamonds? I got ass cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Only because we have to do this at the end of every episode. Do we like diamonds are forever? Shut the fuck up! I'll kill you if you ask me that again. <laughs> Fucking hated this movie. <laughs> like I told Angel, I had never lost interest in watching a movie for this podcast as quickly as I did. Like I honestly feel this hurt. Like, we watched some shitty movies. No, no, this, yeah, for the longest time, the best, worst movie that I thought we have seen for this podcast was Exorcist 2. Yes. I think this is worse than Exorcist 2. This is literally, I don't, is it as bad as New Year's Evil, which I think is probably the worst thing we've seen? We've watched The Room, okay, we've watched The Room, which people regularly regard as one of these worst films of so all time. So good, it's bad, like, I mean, so bad, it's good. But The Room is, I, it's one of those things where it's got such an appeal to it, and it's got such a rewatchability that people appreciate it for being so bad now, <laughs> that I won't, I would never have such a strong opinion about this, but this is awful. This is actually awful, like... I am so glad that the next time we come back to this series, we're getting a brand new Bond because I don't think I could do another Sean Connery James Bond movie anymore. He literally starts off as very smooth, very suave. Dr. No was fantastic. Again, From Russia With Love, one of my favorite Bond movies. He was great in that. That entire movie was great. And I used to think that the Connery era of Bond movies was the best. I don't know if that's totally true now. I think there was two really good movies in that canon, and then the rest of them were just not that awful, and this one was just finally it. This was this was nipples on the bat suit like <laughs> for Sean Connery and we had to reboot this again right after. And it's really it, it hurts this movie so much. That the movie before In Her Majesty's Secret Service was so just good. Well, that's the thing. And even though they had the same shitty villain, it was just like, it hits all these notes. It's done in such a way that, like, gives you, like, it it develops the James Bond character so much that it immediately gets backtracked. Right, now. That's what I'm saying. That's one of those movies that now is appreciated more than it ever was when it came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. But back then, on Her Majesty's Secret Service... Was the last Jedi for James Bond fans? Mm. <laughs> that Stupid is what they thought. And this movie was okay. Well, we're gonna go in reverse now. We're gonna bring back all the things you liked from Goldfinger, and instead they ended up bringing back all the bad. It was like if it's like if George Lucas decided to make his triumphant return back to Star it's Wars. It's if Kylo Ren took off his mask and it was George Orbe. Yeah, it's <laughs> literally just like George Lucas coming back and saying, okay, okay, I'm going to come back and do one more Star Wars, except in this movie, everyone is Jar Jar. Misa avenge you, I mean. Misa killed a Jedi. <laughs> And honestly, it just hurts so much that they, like you said, I think you said it perfectly. The next movie writes itself. It should have been another rogue fucking revenge film. 
And it's like you try to get cute with it and you try to make a bunch yes. of stupid There was no the there was no argument with MI6. We barely had any M in this. The relationship between him and Money Penny is completely discarded despite the fact that now that Tracy his wife was dead you could have had an opportunity for him to kind of reconnect with Money Penny. Did he even say Tracy's name once? No. And that's what I'm saying is I think they really just wanted to get yeah. as far away from that last one as possible. And it does but to not. To its detriment. It to does its not absolute age detriment. Well. And I'm and I'm just I and I recommend you try watching Never Say Never Again one time if you ever want to, not for this series, but go check mm. it out on your own. It is awful. <laughs> it is man, just man. as bad, and I think, yeah, I, I really think that the last good uh, James Bond movie that uh, Sean Connery ever made was You Only Live Twice, and even that one was on the way down. So, <clears throat> that is fucking Diamonds Are Forever, y'all. Please continue to follow us on our social media platforms. Please continue to rate the show on iTunes. Try to spread the word a little bit, you know. I, we have our nice little audience here that we've had going for the last few months. But really, we'd love to kind of expand the reach of the podcast. And we're hoping that, you know, if you have any friends or any colleagues or anyone that you know who's interested, who has an interest in movies and who would find any entertainment from some of these episodes that we've done, please introduce them to us and let's just broaden the reach of this podcast together. Yeah, mo mostly because Angel and I want to retire on that fucking podcast money, baby. <laughs> and so we'll talk to you guys next week. All right, thanks for joining us. All right, later, turds.